Welcome back to Over the Border, episode 19. After the quickie last week, we are back, fully healthy, fully here. Ryan's back. Kyle's here. Kyle, Pause. did we'll... you just say quickie? Yeah, we had a 15-minute episode last week. Okay, I just feel like that could have been taken out of context. I'm leaving just that banged in. one out quickly. Yeah, we banged one out, 15 minutes in, out. If you ask me, that's lasting a long time. Kyle, how are you feeling tonight? Feeling pretty good. We got a ton of day basketball going on with all the conference tournaments in the NCAA. We got lots of hockey, NBA. I won my lock of the week, so I'm feeling pretty good heading into this episode. Ryan, how are you feeling? Well, you guys already know. United played the city this weekend. The Derby. The Manchester Derby, and I wish I didn't watch it. United got pummeled 4-1, so another waste of two hours of my life this year. But moving on from that, United, I can't even think about him. Harry Maguire and Fred, it was their birthday recently. Uh, the 24th? Remember? No, the 4th? It, yeah, the 4th of March. Yeah, Worst I remember. day in history. So it, we were bound to lose the Derby. But, you know, we got tons of NHL action, and surprisingly, I'm kind of interested. What happened to tanking for Shane Wright? Well, that, you know, new French coach, he, he clearly doesn't want to see the Hobbs tank. I'm well, you're still in last place, so it's fine. So, you know, yeah, you know, we were so bad that even us going on a hot streak, we're still in the bottom of the league. You guys are 7-3 and three in your last 10, and you still have the least amount of points in the NHL. It's, it's really impressive, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, you got to look at it half full. It's pretty impressive. All right, before we get into this episode, I'll just do a quick pick recap. Last week I went three and four. I'm at fifty point three percent overall. Ryan went one and zero, oh, just a quickie. He's hitting at fifty percent overall. Justin went two and one. He's hitting at fifty point four percent overall. As a pod, we went six and five last week. We are now finally above the fifty percent threshold all time. We're fifty point three percent, and uh, we want to keep that going. We want to get that up to like I don't know fifty three, fifty four. That'd be ideal. But uh, without further ado, let's get into the episode. All right, let's get into today's episode. We're going to start off as per usual with Coast to Coast, recapping news across Canadian sports. Let's get into the NHL, starting on the West Coast with the Vancouver Canucks. They're 28-23-6. The Oilers, 30-23-4. Flames, 34-15-7. Still on top of the Pacific. Kind of wagon. love to see it for a Canadian a team. I think that's our best chance at a, at at a, a cup Canadian coming. Cup. Yeah. I mean, if, if, I'm just saying, if, if they go to a cup final, I'm going to a game. I mean, yeah, you have to. They're they're a fucking wagon. They're an exciting team to watch. They're getting a ton of goal scoring, which has been their issue for years. But uh, yeah, they're an exciting team to watch. Even they played in the Battle of Alberta the other day and just dominated the Oilers. Yeah, you love to see it. The Jets, 25-22-10. The Sens, are, they hit the 20-win threshold finally. They're 20-31-5. The only note I have about the Sens is they look like a... F- Fucking dumpster fire against the Oats. Gave up four Yikes. straight, then scored five straight. Took the took a five four lead, and then lost eight five. That's all I got to say about that. It's say, say what you want about the Sens. If you were a casual fan who for some reason pressed the wrong channel and ended up watching that game, the hell of a game to watch. Yeah, crazy. oh no, for sure. 
13 goals. You're shooting yourself in the foot. Well, it doesn't matter. We're not making the playoffs. We're trying to tank for uh... Shane Wright. No, not <laughs> Shane Wright. We're trying to tank games for this. We're trying to tank for the Slovakian kid who's supposed to leave. Might be better than Shane Wright. So you can have Shane Wright all you want. <laughs> all right, moving across to the Southern Ontario, the Maple Leafs are 37, 16, and four. Matthews got to point him out. He's got 43 goals in 54 games. The first and only player thus far to hit the 40 goal mark. He's now the odds-on favorite to win the Hart Trophy. With a hat trick yesterday. So I, I'm i never going to touch that. But, uh, yeah, there's, I, don't, I don't think there's any value in Matthews. Fuck him. Uh, and then uh, to the furthest east the NHL goes, to the dark side, the Montreal Canadiens, 15-34-7. Ryan, you missed last week's episode because you were at the Habs game. Walk us through it. Well, you know, going to the Habs game, hopes, not high. I was expecting, you know, I bet I, I, I bet the over, so I was expecting an absolute beating from the Flames. Turned out, Habs came up to play. I'm telling you, St. Louis has actually put confidence in these guys. I don't know how, or probably because he's a French-Canadian, but... All their the coaches have well. been French-Canadian. Yeah, Dominic Duchamp was freaking terrible. He had to go. He has to go back to junior. But the Habs ended up winning in overtime, so I couldn't complain. And I was honestly that Habs, Habs fan that was yelling, you guys lost to the worst team in the league. But Typical I'll tell you what, French Canadian. there was way more Habs fans than I anticipated. Kind of reminded me similar to a Sens and Habs game in Ottawa. Sens don't play in Ottawa. The Sens don't play in Ottawa. They play in Canada. But I don't know if you guys have actually been to a Sens and Habs game. It's pretty much like almost 50-50. Yeah, I mean, I can imagine Sens fans don't travel well, <laughs> if you know what I mean. Um, but yeah, shout out me too uh, about the Habs-Flames game. I bet the uh, Habs when they were down 3-2 at the end of 3, plus 550 on the money line, hit the puck line plus 1.5, and they won outright. I was pretty fired up. Uh, credit to you when you had said it in real time. I thought it was a super stupid bet, but credit to you. Yeah, I mean, me and Kyle were, uh, I don't remember what we were doing. We were playing video games or something. We were chilling, and yeah. He was flaming me at the time and then got super fired up with me. So, you know, ride or die, baby. Anyway, let's keep it moving. Let's get into the National Lacrosse League. Obviously, I got nothing to say, but Kyle, let's throw to you. Well, I mean, I'm the best National Lacrosse League better on the planet. Possibly the only one, but I'm 4-1 and on the pod. Don't know a thing about the league. I actually tuned into a game for about, there's about two minutes left until a halftime. I think that's what they call it. Watched a couple minutes. It was pretty exciting. Um, I think they do quarters in lacrosse, but I'm, I'm not quite sure, to be honest with you. But we got two picks this week where we're going to roll with Halifax, minus 1.5, at minus 125 against Albany. Halifax is a wagon. They're going to thrash Albany. And then we're also riding with another puck line with Colorado, minus 1.5, at plus 115 against the Panthers. Let's bring this to 6-1. and one. We're a wagon. Let's roll. Yeah. Hey, he's a freaking... He's the best... NNL capper on the planet. Yeah. Thank you. Shout out over the border. Shout out uh, at DGenPix on Twitter. All right. Let's get into some NHL news and picks. Uh, yeah. Ovi. Can't say enough good things. Mm, that didn't age well. 
Ovi <laughs> ties Yager for the third all-time uh, on the goal list. He's chasing Gretzky. I love to see it. He'll be uh, in sole possession of third by the end of this year if he can stay healthy. So, you know, I, I'm i rooting for him. I hope he breaks the record. He's the best goal scorer of all time, so you love to see that. Another note, Lindy Ruff is now sixth all-time on the win list. He just passed Paul Maurice, so congrats to him. The cracking Lindy Ruff quote of all time is, that's a definition of a joke. It's a joke. The Kraken signed Jared McCann to a five-year extension with an average annual value of $5 million. Reverse retros are coming back next year. I'm fired up about that. And Jason Robertson is unbelievable. Back-to-back games with hat-tricks. Crazy stuff. Guy is a player. But this is a gambling podcast after all, so let's get into some NHL picks. Kyle, what do you have? Got three picks this week. First pick. Um, they're going to be all on Thursday. So tomorrow, first play is going to be Carolina, Colorado, over six goals. Obviously, both these teams super offensive. Colorado scores a lot, but they also give up a lot. Carolina's pretty good defensively, but I think things are going to open up playing against Colorado. There's a lot of firepower in this game. So I'm expecting a lot of goals. My next play, we're going with Rangers money line plus 100 against the Blues. I love taking the Rangers at plus money. I think it's going to be a close game against the Blues, but with Shesterkin in the pipes, I'm confident anytime I bet the Rangers, so I'll gladly take them at plus money. My third play, we're going with Eichel, anytime goal scorer. He's playing against the Sabres. He does not have a good relationship with the Sabres whatsoever. He's coming out for revenge. I don't know what this play is going to be at in terms of the line. I'm guessing somewhere in the plus 200 range, maybe a little bit lower, but I have almost no doubt he's going to score against them or at least put up some points. So I'll gladly take Eichel anytime goal scorer. I have five plays this week. I'm taking the Hurricanes against the Avs. I like Kyle's play with the over. I think this is going to be a bit of a slugfest. Um, But when you can take one of the best teams and one of the favorites to win the Stanley Cup at even money, um, I'm going to jump at the opportunity. I then have the Sens against the Kraken, minus 125. The Sens are the weirdest team to bet, but... Um, if they can replicate what they did against the Blues, I think they're going to shit pump the Kraken. I'm taking the Jets at plus money at the Islanders, plus 130. The Blues, minus 120 against the Rangers. I'm on the opposite side of Kyle. My thought process is I feel like the Rangers should be favored. Line doesn't really make any sense. Obviously, bounces can go any which way in hockey, but I'm going to risk it and take the Blues, minus 120. And then I'm going to take the Lightning minus 110 at the Flames. Again, it's basically even money for a team. Obviously, they're going up against a team that uh, is making their own case for being a Stanley Cup contender. But the Lightning are just so good that I'm going to take them at minus 110. So I said at the beginning of the of the episode that I actually liked the NHL slate. So I got three NHL plays for this week's episode. The most Take you've in. ever had. I'm pretty sure it is the most I've ever had in two original picks. So, you got to say. Credit to you. Impressive on my, yeah, credit <laughs> to me on my part. But these next two picks, I looked at them as, at, at a footy way. I said, you got two good teams facing off against each other this week. Both can score. So, why not just take the over six in both of them? So, I'm taking the Lightning and the Flames over six. I think we see goals. I know if, if Vasilevsky starts, the Flames are hot this year. The Lightning will score either way. I see maybe a 4-3 hockey game. 
cash it. Canes and Avs, exact same thing. Probably a 5-2-4-3 scoreline. And then my last pick might be a little biased. The Habs have been hot with St. Louis. Plus one and a half, minus 135. Take, take the juice. At worst, I see the Habs losing by one. Calling it right now, Habs lose in OT. Well, that's that's a lot of confidence in your own team. Anyway, let's. We actually have some NHL. Er, NHL. We just did the NHL. Justin, wake up. We got the NFL. NFL is back in a big way. They're like, hey, remember us? We're one of the biggest leagues on the planet. Lots to unpack here. Ridley or er, Calvin. I was about to say Ridley Gregg. Sends prospect. Figure it out, man. Figure not it out. Calvin. Rid- Calvin Ridley. Uh, has been suspended for at least the upcoming season because he was gambling on his own games. Tough look, but as gamblers ourselves, kind of respect it. I hope it's just a big parlay guy. I hope to God. He's a big teaser guy, I bet you. He's a big teaser guy. Okay, you're you're the teaser king. We get it. Um, He might be one of those guys. Anyway, I hope for Calvin Ridley's sake that he bet that he didn't cost himself his season by only betting fifteen hundred dollars. But uh, yeah, I hope he. Uh, I hope it was worth it. Aaron Rodgers, two hundred million dollars over four years. He's staying in Green Bay. That sucks for the NFC, but it is what it is. Should have gone to Tennessee. On a positive note for the NFC, Carson Wentz was traded to the Washington Commanders for three third rounders. Positive for the NFC East. We're gonna feast on him this year. I gotta ask, but I'm not a rapper. Are you you gonna be a Commanders fan now this year? Because I know you're you were on the Colts this year. What kind of fucking question is that? Let me ask you this. You're on the Colts this year because you like Wentz so much. Let me ask you this: If Ronaldo got traded to Manchester City, are you gonna be a fucking Manchester City fan? Yeah, it's impossible. There you go. That's my fucking answer. I cannot wait. We get to play Carson once twice this year if he's healthy. If he's even the starter, we hopefully get to play him twice and absolutely trounce him. I, I hope love he it. Burns the Eagles. Both. Times. He's not gonna do shit, man. After the trade, before the trade, the Commanders were like plus two thousand, I think, or twenty five hundred to win the Super Bowl. After the trade, the exact same. That's how insignificant he is. He's fucking trash. I don't even care. I mean, I will say, I think they gave up nothing for him, so I don't actually hate the trade from the Commander side because if he does, you know, find his talent, then that ends up being a great trade for them. Because, I mean, the Eagles made out like gangbusters in our trade looking back now. But, uh, I don't know. I don't think he's going to do shit. And, no, I will not be a Commanders fan. Thank you. Blockbuster trade alert. Russell Wilson and a fifth round pick to Denver in exchange for two firsts, two seconds, a fifth. Drew Locke, Noah Fant, and Shelby Harris. Wow. I didn't believe it when I first saw this. Wow. I was like, no way. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. It blew my mind. Yeah, I mean, I... Kyle and I have already kind of talked about it, but I think Denver won the trade. Or not Denver, sorry. Seattle won the trade. I mean, you're getting rid of a 33-year-old, and he didn't look good this year. Granted, he was hurt on and off, but uh, he, I he's 33, so he's on the tail end of his career. You got a lot of draft capital. You're pretty much able to move up and down uh, the draft board as much as you want with th- that many picks. You're bound to hit on at least one of them. You're probably hoping one's a quarterback because Drew Locke might be able to service you for a year, but he's not going to be the long-term answer. I Noah Fant is a solid Smith. tight end. I don't know anything about Shelby Harris, but Kyle was telling me he's pretty good. 
I think Seattle won the trade. What do you guys think? I I do think, looking at it this second, Seattle won the trade because you look at Russ last year, he was not very good. Yes, he was injured coming off a very severe injury, so I'm sure that played a part in it. But they got quite a haul for him. But at the same time, I think looking at the trade right now, you can't really say that either side won by a lot or even won right now. You know, like, I think it was a pretty even trade overall. Quarterbacks in the NFL are so important. We see that every time a backup comes in or there's a shit quarterback. They're so important compared to any other sport, one position. Quarterbacks are by far the most important position. If Russ ends up finding... If he starts cooking, if Mr. Perfection comes out, Denver wins this trade by a landslide, regardless of what they gave up. Now, if Russ doesn't find his way, then Seattle made out like gangbusters. Regardless, it's going to be interesting, especially to see what Seattle does in the quarterback position. If they use Drew Locke, if they pick a quarterback, if they trade for somebody, uh, it'll be interesting. I uh... I don't know. I think think Pete Carroll can maybe turn Drew Locke into potentially a better quarterback. You don't know. Like, that's maybe saying a lot. But now Drew Locke's actually under a good head coach, like a proven head coach. And I, I don't know. Like, Seattle got a lot in this trade for a QB who last year did not perform. Yeah, I mean, again, I agree with what Kyle said. It really could go either way. It's really hard to tell this early. Um, but if Russell Wilson can get back to, to form... I mean, Denver's got an unreal defense. They've got two really good running backs and a pretty good wide receiver core. So, like, I could just see Jerry Judy on a fucking streak having Russ drop it in the bucket at altitude. It's going to be kind of beautiful. I don't envy teams in the AFC West, that's for sure. It's, it's, one, it's one of these trades that, like, in the future we'll be able to tell who wins, but presently it's basically impossible. Another interesting aspect of it is Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf. Do you think Seattle moves them? I mean, DK was not happy at the end of the year last year uh, with Russ. He was not getting the ball very much at all. Now they have Drew Locke, who I don't think is going to get him the ball anymore. So I don't know if I could definitely see Seattle moving one of them or both of them and entering a full rebuild. Well, I saw reports on Twitter earlier today when I was scrolling, and I think they they said Seattle was listening to offers for a Lockett. Yeah, I heard that on, on a podcast that I was listening to this morning as well. But only time will tell. So let's move on here to the NBA. Kyle, I see you got one pick. Why don't you tell us what it is? You got one pick in the NBA. It's small slate, only two games. But I'm going to be taking the 76ers minus four. 76ers playing Brooklyn. This is James Harden's return. I mean, it wasn't with Brooklyn for very long, but regardless, it's his return. He's been playing very well. Not to mention Ben Simmons will be on the bench in Philadelphia. It's going to be chaos. I don't like the NBA, but this is actually an interesting matchup here. I think the Sixers come out and just trounce them. Brooklyn is such a finicky team to bet on. Sometimes they do really well. Other times they shit the bed. I'm happy taking Sixers minus four. Let's move on to college basketball. Justin, take it take it away here. I've got three picks in college basketball. I'm taking Texas minus five against TCU. Oklahoma plus eight and a half against Baylor. And Iowa State plus seven and a half against Texas Tech. I've got two plays uh, in college basketball, actually three if we include my lock of the week, but you'll have to wait to hear that. 
First play, I'm going against Justin here, taking TCU plus five against Texas. TCU has treated me really well all year. I love them getting five points. It's going to be a tight game against Texas. Texas has a lot of talent, but they've underperformed this year. I think we see a close game, and so I'll take TCU with the five points. My next play is going to be Maryland plus three against Michigan State. I don't love this play. Michigan State, obviously a well-known tournament team. Tom Izzo coaching, but they've disappointed recently. The second half of the season, they've been really bad. Maryland has not been very good all season, but this line is way too close. Vegas is telling us we got to take Maryland, so you just got to plug your nose and take Maryland plus three. Before we hop into the listener pick segment, I think that next week we should start editing, well, by we, I mean me and maybe Kyle, start adding some MLS picks. Absolutely. We have a few Canadian teams in it. I've watched it before. I've actually never capped it, so if I if we started it, it'd be my first year capping it. See how it goes. I think we got it. I agree. All right. Let's do it. But as Ryan kind of teed up, we got the listener pick segment. Well, shout out to Ben and Bob, both getting Ws last week. Ben had Habs Flames over six. Ryan willed that uh, into a win. And then Bob had Celtics minus 2.5, which was my lock of the week. Great pick, Bob. Both the boys get doves, and they get to stay another week. This week, Ben. Oh, looks like we got a take quake here. Ben and Bob both rolling with the same pick. They're both taking tomorrow night, Jets versus Devils over six. I like that pick. The Devils have been scoring at a crazy rate and also letting in a ton of goals. The Jets let in a lot. I don't think they score that much, but I love the over six, so good luck to them both. Let's transition here into the $100 bankroll challenge to recap Your last favorite week. Segment. Yeah, whatever. I get it. I'm out. I was going to make a joke about it, but I thought what I What was already... your record again in the challenge? 13 and 28, lost $100. Don't at me next time. Just subtweet me. All right. Wow. To recap last week, Kyle had an unbelievable week, retook the lead. He he went two and zero plus thirteen dollars and sixty four cents. That brings him up to eighty nine thirty eight. And then Ryan, tough week, tough week. Oh two and one, minus fifteen dollars, brings him down to seventy five twenty eight. And it looks like he's going heavy. But Kyle, why don't you start us off? What you got this week? I got two plays this week. Going to take it easy. Had a great week last week when we only had two. So we're trying to keep that going. Trying to beat Ryan. It's going to be a tight race. First play, TCU plus 5, minus 110 for $10. Talked about that play earlier. I think it's going to be a close game. Gladly take that. Second play, Rangers money line plus 100 for $5. Also talked about that early. Let's hope I can get uh, another 2-0 week here. Well, I see Kyle and I are taking two completely different approaches. He's taking it slow. He's looking what I'm doing. I'm just fucking shooting big. Three $10 plays. You got a parlay. Oh, before you say that, I don't have the luxury of looking a week in advance at soccer plays and doing my research. I have to look at hey, the next I'll, I'll day. Tell you right now. Very little research. So uh, before you, you right go now, into all that. All three of these games are tomorrow. All right. Well, typically you get that time in advance, do you not? Yeah, well, exactly. There you go. But this week it's different. So I'm shooting three times. First game, two-game parlay. Southampton face off Newcastle. Both teams, mid-table to bottom table, or they're both pressing teams. I can see this game being 2-1 either way. I can't pick a side. 
So in that case, I'm taking the over one and a half and parlaying it with Chelsea team total over one and a half. Chelsea plays Norwich, the worst team in the Prem. I know they're playing away, but Chelsea's side is too powerful for this Norwich team. They should at least win 2 nothing, 3 nothing. And then my second play in the Premier League, Aston Villa team total over one and a half at plus odds. Steven Gerrard's got the boys buzzing. Philip Coutinho, he's back in the Prem. He's killing it. They're playing a lead side that, you know, they just fired Bielsa, who is supposed to be the mastermind of football, but it hasn't been working. So they've gone for an American coach. Honestly, this guy compares, like, I could compare him to Ted Lasso. He reminds me a lot of him. So I think Leeds are just going to go down. Give me Villa, who's the trending team. And then my third play, you'll have to hear it in the lock of the week. All right. Now for everybody's favorite segment, the lock of the week. To recap last week, Kind of all over the map. Kyle, as he mentioned at the top of the show, got a win. I lost. And Ryan, his game got postponed, leaving us at I'm 10 and 6, 10, 6 and 1. Ryan, 7, 9 and 1. And Kyle is at 10 and 7. But let's get into this week's picks. I'm going to the game on Saturday. So I'm riding with the Ottawa Senators money line against the Chicago Blackhawks. No rhyme or reason for it other than I'm going to be there. I'm going to get drunk after the game. I'm DDing to the game. Don't want to pump Melnick, grease Melnick's pockets with a $10 pint. Give me Sens money line. Smart man. I will also be in attendance hoping to see a Sens W, but we'll see. Who knows with that team. This week, we're going back to college basketball. I went to NBA last week, got the dub. I'm the basketball god for some godforsaken reason. We're rolling with a noon game tomorrow. Conference tournament, Syracuse and Duke over 151 points. Syracuse is a different team come tournament time. Buddy Bayheim pops the three like nothing. They're going to put up a lot of points. They thrashed um, FSU today, put up more than 90 points. And they're playing a Duke side that has a lot of offensive talent. I think it's going to be a high-scoring affair. I love over 151. Let's roll. Well... We're back with my lock of the week. We are we're under 500. We were we were above it, but then we went on an absolute, I don't know, diabolical run. But of course, we've got some Europa League action this week, so you know what that means. Train on the water, boat on the track. Train on the water, boat on the track. But this week we are heading, we're heading to the Netherlands, but we're not betting on a Dutch team. It's Europa, so it's Roma versus Vitesse. Vitesse is one of those teams in the in the Dutch league that they concede and score, but against weaker Did sides in the speed? Dutch league. Play with Vitesse? <laughs> Good play on words there. Thanks, man. Uh, I, I didn't catch it at first. But anyways, Vitesse, Hold take on. a <laughs> <laughs> Can I get through my lock of the week? <laughs> Go for it, man. Floor is yours. Vitesse is... Oh my god. <laughs> Vitesse is one of those teams that will hop on poor teams in the Dutch League, but when they face stiffer competition, they tend to stumble. And then I think Roma with Jose Mourinho, the GOAT. I think Roma come out in the first leg, show Vitesse what they're about, either 3 nothing or 3-1 win. So give me Roma team total over 1.5 minus 1-2-2. I'll even throw in a cheeky prop if anyone wants to tell this. Tammy Abraham anytime goal scorer. 
I will be tailing that, in fact. I, anytime goal score, I will also be jumping on Eichel. Anytime goal score props, get me going. But that's the end of today's episode. Thank you all for listening. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at OverborderPod. See you guys next time. Life's a gamble, so I want to put the house on it.